0: This is the Xbox DadCast. I am Bon Diesel, a.k.a. Morgan. This is a podcast about the Xbox, the upcoming Series X, specifically from the eyes of a casual gaming dad. I am a Xbox fanboy, PC casual, Division 2 podcaster, husband to a lovely wife, and father to an adorably terrifying daughter. Before we get this thing started, I just want to throw out a one thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. We had a good number. I would like to get it higher. So if you'll please share this podcast on any social media or forums or Reddit or anywhere where you think people would be interested in this perspective, I would appreciate it. You can also check out the Twitter account at Xbox okay on this week's show we are going to talk about some new game pass games the 1x pricing series x timing and cost speculation uh, the digital events that are probably coming up and a listener question so we'll start it off with a uh, new new game pass games so we uh, got the new list this week uh, the The ones I found were The Long Dark, Gato, Roboto, Deliver Us The Moon, Hyper Dot, and Level Head. So what's interesting about this is if people were paying attention a few months ago, um, The Long Dark actually came up uh, and you were able to download it uh, and then it disappeared. So I suspect that this came out a hair too early or or that it did back then, Um, but I am glad to see it back. The problem is, is I'm a very impatient person. So what happened was after I saw it pop up and then I couldn't play it, I binged a bunch of YouTube videos to find out what the game was about and basically ended up spoiling the whole thing for me. I still do intend on checking it out though. It looked like it was a kind of a cool game. And uh, yeah, there's some good stuff there. I don't know much about the rest of those games uh the deliver us the moon looked kind of interesting so um one thing if you're an xbox fan i highly suggest when if you have the game pass to go just download all of them check them out if you don't like them delete them but i've definitely caught a few games that i've been pretty happy with uh the next little bit of news um, this was more of an article and i thought some of the points made were interesting um, it was a article called I'm picking the Xbox series X over PS five on Tom's guide. Um, basically it was just a big article about why this person, um, is going to go with the, is going to kind of main the Xbox series X from what they know so far. Uh, the big thing being that specs do matter, especially in the long run, uh, where the series X they're both great systems right like both of their specs are good but the fact that the series x has a noticeable jump means that it's going to have long-term advantages especially on exclusive games Uh, the person also mentioned a lot of talk about the better ecosystem with game pass and x cloud and so on Um, i know that playstation has ps1 uh, or whatever it's called I i think that's what it's called Um, But only some of the games are downloadable. Uh, Now I've seen some chatter that they feel like because those Sony exclusive games are so good, that makes it better. There's a lot of third party games on Game Pass, and I think that's hard to ignore. And Game Pass having all of the first party Xbox games on it is a big deal. So when the new Gears comes out, a AAA giant exclusive game, you can play it day one for 10 bucks a month or whatever Game Pass is when you sign up. I was able to take advantage of the $1 for your whole subscription time situation, which was awesome. And I use it as much as I can. Other uh, the biggest talk or the biggest you know concern from the writer uh, was talking about how games are a concern because at the end of the day, the PlayStation games are just better. The exclusives are big names. Um, obviously Xbox has Halo, but Halo really hasn't been Halo since Halo three, you know, I I, I'm sure some people would argue, but I don't know how many people would argue that like Halo five was really carrying on the, the torch. Um, so infinite turning that around is a big deal for Xbox. Um, And they need to finally start showing something for all of these studios they've purchased. I believe it's 16 studios they purchased. Um, You've got Obsidian and Ninja Theory and um, a bunch of other, you know, known studios. There's all that chatter right now about Sega. I highly doubt Microsoft can afford Sega, but whether or not Sega would be willing to be purchased, um, I just don't know. The Xbox is so unpopular, in Japan especially, but in just Asian countries in general, that I mean, it would be a way for them to try to gain some relevance over there, but I would be surprised. It would be awesome, though. But even for who they do have, you know, Ninja Theory, we know, has Hellblade 2 coming out. Um, Obsidian, I assume, has some type of Outer Worlds 2 coming, Um, but I believe that they have DLC that hasn't even released yet. For the first outer worlds, um, I know that during one of the Xbox showcases last year, there was kind of a there were a few games that were kind of hinted but not really shown in detail that are coming from the studios. I know Ninja Theory is working on some other stuff as well um at the end of the day, I really feel like the games and that's kind of what this article was talking about is that showing off four or five really exciting new ips from that are going that are going to be exclusive to xbox is it could be a a dagger now when i say dagger the playstation 5 is going to sell extremely well it's probably going to outsell the xbox again at least in the you know the next two years or something but the the important thing is, is to is for it not to be you know for them not to sell two times as many playstations this time you know the you know the microsoft selling i believe around 50 million xbox ones compared to sony's 100 million plus i mean it's just in one way you can look at it and say like yeah they shellacked you know xbox they sold twice as many at the same time it's also no you know you can't turn your nose up at selling 50 million consoles and having 50 million of your platform out there it's still pretty damn good it's just not you know against you know looking against your competitor it doesn't look as good so um this article i thought was kind of cool obviously it's kind of self-serving to a point but i think that you know kind of pointing out the clear advantages um there was even you know chatter about like the controller now that comes down to personal feelings um i was uh, i played you know playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 um, and, and honestly, I just, that, that I don't like the PlayStation controller. It was too small. Um, so now that PlayStation five has copied the Xbox controller, essentially, um, just not in the one way it needs to with the sticks. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be better, but, uh, I, I just, I think the conversation is very interesting. Um, you know, game fandom is very similar looking to politics so if you if you are talking to someone who's very biased one way or the other towards a product, um they talk about it very similarly to if you talk to someone who's very biased, you know, politically. And if you talk to them about one party or the other or a certain issue or the other, it's uh it's there's no hiding how people feel about those things. And it's um it's kind of interesting. It's also one of those things where um I like to poke a little fun, I like to have a little jab here and there. But it's uh, it's hard to... Uh, I don't like to get in those conversations too often because at the end of the day, if someone is Super Sony Pony, they're not going to change their minds. <laughs> um, just the same way is that there's plenty of Xbox fans who never wavered, um, despite the fact that the Xbox has just been destroyed for the last you know, so many years. Um, I think the Xbox One X and a bunch of other stuff with Game Pass and all of that, um, I would say today... I think that the Xbox one is just as good as the PlayStation four, specifically the one X versus the PS4 pro. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Xbox one still doesn't have the games. It doesn't have the, the solo games, you know, the, the exclusive games. If you had, if you handed me a third party game and asked me which system I wanted to play it on, it's Xbox every day. Um, I personally have an issue with some of the exclusives of PlayStation because they're all 15 to 20 hour single player experiences, which is really, really cool. And I know you can play them more than once, um, but it just kind of feels like it's just, okay, here's your, here's our, here's our 15 to 20 hour epic emotional story. And, and then that's it, you know? So it's, um, I, I think that while as good as those games are, um, it, I think, I think it's beatable. I think Xbox can hit that level and, potentially surpass it which like in this article um is kind of mentioned that 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 needs to happen to put xbox over the top uh the final little bit of news um is that the xbox uh one x that i just talked about is down to 299 um so if you're listening to this and you're kind of maybe have like an xbox one or a one s and you, you don't really know how much the series x is gonna cost and Maybe your Xbox One is feeling real outdated. Um basically, you know, they've talked about how the exclusive games are gonna be on you know, the current systems and the Series X. So I think it's for two years is what I think they said. If it's worth it to you to spend two ninety nine and get this solid upgrade to what you currently have and still be able to play all the new games for the next two years it's not the worst deal um, I've seen I think these one X's are as cheap as 250 right now Um, you know in theory Halo Infinite is going to play on the original Xbox I wouldn't want that experience Um, obviously I would prefer to play it on the Series X but if I had to play it on the one X for the next couple years it's probably not the worst thing in the world so if you're really jonesing for a new system uh, if you really you know can't wait or you're afraid that the series X is going to be too expensive for you. Something to look at. I also wouldn't be surprised if the one X drops in price pretty heavily when the series X releases. Uh, but you know, we don't know those details yet. Uh, and hopefully we get some of those soon. Okay. So for some speculation and opinions on what's going on right now. Um, so the first topic, and I, cause I've seen so much conversation about it, is the Xbox one X versus the PlayStation five with pricing and timing. So it's kind of an interesting conversation. So I started this podcast. I made the Twitter account. I've been trying to follow people and see who puts out like good information or speculation and stuff. Um, and I will tell you that, uh, the Xbox community is, um, interesting. (laughs) Um, like i said before i don't mind kind of poking some fun at the playstation and and stuff like that Uh, but what i didn't realize is how prevalent and how kind of cringy uh, some of the fandom is uh, from both sides i'll see some you know an xbox person post like oh yeah the you know new controller does this or the the series x is has 100 billion teraflops and then the next, the first reply is some guy being like, yo, Sony's going to poop on your sisters and then have sex with your mom. I, I don't like, it's just, it's real weird. And you can tell that some of these people are like adults like me. So I'm not really going there when I'm going to be doing this versus conversation. Um, I just kind of want to talk about things I know or things that we've been hearing. And, um, the big thing is, the PlayStation 5 memory, uh, so they have been touting this this Nvme m.2 SSD uh, and how it's essentially it's their one like their one up on the Xbox uh and it's it essentially has read speeds of you know two times faster uh, than the Xbox series X. So it's important to I think to point out about that is that the xbox series x m.2 nvme ssd is really fast um it's you know it's so it's it's much much faster than all of the current xbox ones that are running i i assume 7200 rpm hard drives Uh, so this the the jump from those to the the series x ssd is going to be gigantic now, the jump from the Series X to the PlayStation 5 SSD is is going to be a little, is going to be interesting, I think, because for, for exclusive games, they're probably going to use every bit of that bandwidth. It's not very many games. And so what I think, and, and the way you're going to see it compared, is you're going to see someone load up Division 2 on the PlayStation 5 and the Series X. And I think when it comes to that, you're going to see it basically be the same. Um, obviously for the next God of war, when there's literally probably no loading screens, that's going to be super cool, but there's not really going to be any comparing because what's going to happen is that Hellblade two, when you load it up, it's going to be made in a way that you probably won't notice any loading screens either, uh, because they're both going to use their technology as they can use it. So obviously the PlayStation five has the advantage on the spec sheet. When it comes to the ssd but where i think that's going to come back to buy them is price so i was trying to poke around a little bit and read up on this ssd that they're putting out and it one isn't on the market yet or at least it wasn't the last i could tell and the speculation i'm seeing is that this um the type of ssd that the playstation 5 is saying they're going to use um not only isn't on the market yet but the expected prices for it when it does hit the market, especially at one terabyte or higher is potentially twice as much as what most people think the consoles are going to be. Um, I've seen, you know, potential that some people think that these SSDs when they hit the market for computer users, um, could be 750 to a thousand dollars or more. So, uh, what people need to realize is two things. One, um, that means that the expandable storage, So whatever hard drive Sony approves for the PlayStation five, at least for a while are going to be in that price range. Uh, So if you want to add more memory, you're looking at a hefty penny, Uh, but they will drop, right? So let's be honest about that. You know, those prices will drop. They'll take probably longer than you think though. And then on top of that, you have the simple fact that there's going to be one of these SSDs in the PlayStation five. And obviously, you know, cost at scale and all of those things matter, and they can get those prices down. You know, they're paying at cost. If anything, they're paying under at cost because they they're going to buy so many of them. You know, they probably have an order out for fifty million of them. You know, like because they're going to sell so many consoles. Obviously, with the current world situation, maybe that's more complicated than that. But let's just go with it. I still think I think that that SSD in the PlayStation Five is going to be the single most expensive component on either one of the consoles. And when there's this chatter that it basically seems like everyone's set that Xbox is going to be 4.99, PlayStation and Sony is going to be in an interesting spot where like, I think the Xbox series X is going to be 4.99. 99. I don't think, I don't see them going a penny over that and I don't really see them being willing to take a hit on profit. To sell it for $450 or even, holy crap, $399. Now, if Sony wanted to really lay that big giant Microsoft wiener on the table and flop it around, they could sell the the Series X for for $399. It's not going to happen. It's probably going to be $499. Uh, but man, if they did $399, they would be really staring Sony down the barrel. Um, I don't think Sony would go along. Um, but there is talk that because of this NVMe SSD that the PS5 is using, how expensive it is, is that they may have to bump the price up to 550 or even 600. Now, I don't think it'll be 600 because I think that's a dreaded number by Sony after the PlayStation 3 initial release. I think it was the 80 gig backwards compatible. Um, What's interesting about that is that those consoles, uh, years later, when I worked at GameStop, we would take those PlayStation 3s on trade in, and I think they were worth like $300 on trade in. Now, if you know anything about GameStop, uh, <laughs> they don't give you much money for your products, but those backwards compatible 80 gig original PS3s were so sought after and sold for because I think uh, if you bought one used, it was like 550 You know which is just wild now the later systems that weren't backwards compatible were worth way less but um i I don't think sony's going to be willing to hit that 600 hundred dollar number again because they it hurt them so bad last time so the pricing is going to be really interesting um i think we're definitely going to see microsoft and sony do the dance and play the game of i suspect microsoft is going to maybe hint at the price or maybe show us something in some event but not fully give the price or the release date yet. And I really do think that Sony is just sitting on their heels, waiting for Xbox to say how much it's going to be. Now we assume that these are coming out in October, November. And so, you know, they want pre-orders, they want hype, they want to be able to set things up. So I have to imagine they're going to announce the release date and the price by July at the latest, maybe August, but it'll be kind of interesting to watch them stare each other down and see who's going to do what Uh, and then when it comes to the timing i mean i I do think that i suspect it's going to be november i know that there were some rumors and some thoughts that they may release those series x as early as september um i would say october would be a stretch um i would say maybe early november is most likely i mean i'll take it in september for sure uh you know the sooner that the that the wife gets to yell at me for buying it the better you know just to get over with but um, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm really curious. Uh the whole thing with Sony potentially doing it at five fifty um would be a big move of confidence from them, which they have earned. So it would be interesting if they are willing to say that, yeah, Microsoft can make all the commercials or all the memes they want about us being more expensive. But we're Sony PlayStation and we have God of War and we have this and we have that, and we have these things and we have a hundred million consoles out there right now like people like our product so yeah we'll we'll charge 50 bucks more and we're gonna sell twice as many uh i i think that we've seen a lot of sony's confidence coming through in the way that this next gen of systems and the announcements on them is being held um for better or worse i guess we'll have to find out and wait and see um, how their own choices are going to affect this and how the whole COVID-19 situation is going to affect it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun to watch this dance go. And I'm curious to how far they're going to be willing to push each other, push each other down. I think it's going to be hopefully good for the consumer. Um, uh, my little second part of the speculation here is that there's uh, been a bunch of rumors flying around now that, the Xbox digital events um, are going to be, there's actually going to be two of them. Uh, there's talk that there could be one in May and another one in June. Now, the June one makes sense because that would be probably their replacement for E3. Um, but having one in May, uh, I'm kind of curious to what they would do. So if I had to guess, say these rumors are true. What I would guess is that in May, they're going to show new IP they're going to show maybe our first glimpse of infinite and they may give us a release date or at least hint to one. But what I think, I think it's going to be their dagger. Like what I talked about before, I think a may conference or a may event will be their dagger for them to say, here's halo, here's hellblade two. And then here's hopefully four or five new IPs, um or, or exclusive games where we're like, look at this. They flop that thing on the table and they say, Here's here's our last look at us moment. Um and then they would use the June event to announce price, pre-orders, specific date of release. Um I think that also may make sense because it may be until June before they really know what their manufacturing situation is gonna look like and all of that. Right now, you know, we've been seeing all these stories about Sony. They're saying they may only have 9 million units or 7 million units to sell this year. That's a lot of units, right? But I would say that there's probably projections that the Sony PlayStation 5 could sell 10, 15, maybe 20 million units if they're available this year at release. And they may not be. Uh, now let's be honest. Mo- I assume most of these things are produced in the same factories and they're getting their parts from the same manufacturers. So is there really a chance that the series X is going to have way more availability and there's going to be way more of them available? Uh, maybe, but I doubt it. Uh, for the PlayStation, I assume that SSD may be one of their biggest limiting factors and that there may be issues with how many of those are available depending on how the, manufacturing of those has gone where the series x ssd is a more standard one i assume um it looks like at least the expandable memory is being done by seagate i wouldn't be surprised if seagate is also producing the internal memory so we'll have to see about that um i really think that doing a may game show where they show off all the new games they give us more details about ones we already know and maybe even a couple deep dives in the games that we've never even heard of that are hopefully that full triple A quality to say Sony we know you've got God of War Horizon um you know Last of Us but here's our Halo Hellblade and two or three other games now and don't give me any of that crap about like Days Gone Days Gone is not one of their premier games that game is awful let's be straight up so as long as any of the games that are are going to be exclusive to the Series X or xbox in general are better than days gone peachy we're peachy (laughs) okay but yeah so i think that's interesting i think two events is great i think that can be used very strategically um, and it can kind of continue this whole information war that it seems like these guys are playing okay we have two well technically three questions uh from listeners this week if you have any questions or you want to ask any um you can check out the xbox dadcast twitter it's at xbox dadcast you can also check out my twitter it's at bond diesel you can post questions in my discord there should be links for that somewhere there um, you can also post questions down in the comments of the youtube video i post these as the youtube video on uh bond diesel uh youtube it's uh just search bond diesel on there and uh, we had i think a hundred or more people listen to the last week's episode uh so in total we're looking at around 150 people have already checked out this podcast so please ask questions please get involved i want to hear it this week on discord shami soul asked two questions the first one being next gen is a hu- huge leap in every spectrum better graphics and uh, way faster load time with that in mind, what are your expectations from devs uh, be it with new genres or new artistic design flow, gameplay, level design, AI, etc.? So what's, um, so the, the most about game development I know is a bunch of random, like no clip documentaries and stuff like that. Uh, but mostly division two and division one, um, from having a relatively personal relationship, with a bunch of devs and com devs and stuff like that. And so one thing I think is interesting is a game like Division 2, and there's some other games that do this as well, um, actually use their servers to control a lot of the physics and the AI. And they do that because especially the old consoles are so lackluster um, that that they have to do that in order to only give you know, the, the platform you're playing on so much to do. Um, so what I'm expecting is that all of this new power means that maybe some of games that are designed exclusively for these systems can move some more of that work over to back to the systems. Um, so we'll have to see about that with level design. It seems pretty obvious that we're going to, I don't know if we'll get bigger environments necessarily, because when you look at games like assassin's creed, Odyssey. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, you know, we have some games with absolutely enormous play areas. The problem is the the way they load and how dense they are populated. Uh, not just with people, but with objects and detail. So what I think we're going to see, you know, when we start having games only for these new systems is that you're you may not see necessarily bigger worlds, but you will definitely see Uh, much more detailed and lots more, maybe a lot more enemies and a lot more, um, you know, detail. Um, again, unfortunately, going back to one of my normal examples in division two, a big conversation in that game is that for higher difficulty activities in that game, um, they can't just put more enemies in the activity because, um, both bandwidth of you know your internet connection and their servers, and you know they have to account for the original consoles. you know, they can only put so many enemies. So instead of adding more enemies, they give them more health and they make them last longer um, to increase difficulty. Well hopefully games like that and other games as well are able to maybe give us you know maybe more enemies instead of tougher ones in these type of situations because they can handle more. Um and just gameplay and and stuff like that i just i think it's really going to give um i don't think people understand that like right now how a lot of the, especially the more demanding graphical games on the on the on the consoles um are only running at thirty fps um if you've never seen more than thirty you you wouldn't know it, but if you have you would and even for a you know a console player on a controller um having basically all of your games at 60 FPS or higher, you're going to notice a difference when you play the responsiveness and the smoothness of the animations and things like that. Uh, you're going to know this and it's going to be a lot more satisfying. Um, and then just kind of going back to the level design, uh, just the, you know, the loading screens and stuff In division two, you know, or really any game fast travel where you pick a spot to go to, you hit the button, you hold it down and then you're there instead of right now where you hold it down and and then you wait 10 or 15 20 seconds and you're there so i think that kind of stuff is like i don't think people realize i have a pc i made this um, i made an amd based pc last year when i um it's got a ryzen 2700 i don't think it's the x i think it's the regular about 32 gigs of ram i have a 1070 ti but honestly the biggest upgrade from my old pc was i have a 250 gig m.2 ssd that uh, i have my os my games on and like i can restart my computer in like 10 seconds like that's just not a thing (laughs) with with regular hard drives so i think that type of uh, type of thing is going to be a big deal and then the second part of question or shami soul is what are you personally excited for the most it's the hard drive it's the memory i think having that um i think things like uh, ray tracing and stuff like that are going to be great i think it's going to make uh, new and old games look awesome but i think the loading times is going to be what's going to surprise people the most uh mix short a a uh, well <laughs> Versed person asking questions in my old pod, uh, my old Division Two podcast. Uh, it goes with a gaming unrelated question. It says, Would you rather eat a ghost pepper beef and Dijon mustard sandwich or let Lady Bond go on a date with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Ryan Reynolds of Deadpool fame? I mean, that's uh, both. I'd be curious to check out the ghost pepper uh sandwich. It actually kind of sounds delicious, it sounds kind of like a a uh philly cheesesteak that's super hot and i don't know i don't think she'll she thinks his eyes are too close together so uh and he's funny so yeah she can go nuts i mean if she bangs ryan reynolds like i mean how mad are you really like let's be honest except for her ruining our family but yeah uh, i would go with both mick short (laughs) I appreciate both questions. Like I said before, if you have any of your own questions or topics for the show for next week, uh, just let me know. I'll be happy to talk about it. And with that, we're going to wrap this baby up. Uh, Please take a moment to rate the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. It helps the show get noticed. If you would like to support this podcast or my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I am Bon Diesel on Twitch, where I promise I will eventually stream a couple times a week. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter as at Bond Diesel or at XboxDadCast. And uh, that's where we're going to leave it. So ne- until next time, be good and game on.